Welcome to the Cosmic Wounds Podcast. This is the chill out launch for the mystics, priestesses, and medicine women. This is a space where science meets spirituality, where we dive into topics like metaphysics, womb wisdom, business, mission, starseeds, sacred sexuality, astrology, galactic awareness, financial freedom, ancient mystery teachings, and so much more. This is your host, Anna Gazal, and I have created this space to assist you navigate your spiritual ascension and womb awakening journey. I believe that new earth is born from the awakened wounds and that in order to heal the planet, we must remember that we are the temple keepers of our cosmic portal. I'm so excited to geek out with you. So let's get cosmic. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Wombs podcast. Today I have with you my Lemurian mentor, Rakayel. And I'm so excited because we're going to dive into the topics of Lemuria, understanding what it means to bring back the temples online and really understand that yes, Lemuria was an ancient civilization, what it meant. We're going to ask Raka Yelher perspective on Lemuria and how we can bring this frequency back online in this life. So I'm so excited. You're going to receive so many like juicy activations to this chat and let's get cosmic. Welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Wombs podcast. Today we have my Lemurian soul sister and mentor, Rakayel, and I'm so, so excited to welcome her into this space. So welcome, Rakayel. Welcome here. How are you? If you'd like to introduce, introduce yourself and share a little bit about you. Hmm. Thank you so much, Anna. So wonderful to be here. And thank you to everyone who is listening. I was really feeling grateful for your time and giving it, giving us this time in your day to tune in and listen. Thank you so much. Um, so it's always so hard to talk about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start with a question I always ask, which is, let us know about your sun, sun, your moon, and your rising, so that we get to know you at this level. <laughs> <laughs> excellent choice. Excellent, excellent invitation. Thank you. <laughs> um, so um, I'm a Capricorn sun. Um, and a Leo moon and my ascendant is in Sagittarius and it's conjunct my Mercury or my Mercury is conjunct my ascendant and um, uh, my Mercury and my ascendant are conjunct the galactic center and also uh, not far away just seven degrees above is Neptune. <laughs> wow love that and for all the astro geeks they're like okay okay wow 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 this is a potent chart definitely and i'm so excited now that you know we're already bringing this galactic information and you know how i got to know you it was because i took one of your courses remembering lemuria and i was say i want to say how impactful this course really was for me in the awakening i had with the ways to work with water to work with really 
ceremony in general, right? Like really understanding how to live a ceremonial life and how to understand the elements as part of our being, which is Gaia. And I know you do a lot of work in regards to Lemuria and astrology, and I will offer you to share a little bit of, you know, maybe even your story. Maybe we can start with your story of like how that was born within you. Like what was your spiritual awakening like or your Lemurian awakening and remembrance, if you'd like to share a little bit of that? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation to share. Um, wow. Uh, it's always, it's always kind of secure, circuitous how it happens. Um, so, um, I feel like, you know, I mean, I grew up in Kentucky and, um, but I started swimming when I was three months old. Uh, my mom taught the mom taught swim classes and, and then following in her footsteps, I was uh, on the swim team, I was a lifeguard. And so I always knew about, you know, Atlantis, and like the Bermuda Triangle, and like this kind of hidden mystery in the ocean. I ended up doing marine biology um, in, uh, uh, in not, not as a, not as a um, major, but I was a, I had a biology minor. And so I, um, took a marine biology class and so went to the Bahamas to study. And, um, and so I felt that kind of Atlantean frequency was, I always knew about that. Um, and then it was really when I was in San Francisco and I was, um, yeah, like lots of different things were coalescing. I was just starting my acupuncture practice. Um, and really trying to find my own way in in that realm, you know, because I really didn't resonate with like the way that we had been taught how to do acupuncture and things like that. I, it's, it's a whole coalescing of things, you know, so it's like I was mentoring with a shaman um, who is an Iwaskera. And so um, and I mentored with her for about a year we had lots of conversations about um, all kinds of intergalactic things, you know, talked about the Pleiadians and the Lemurians and, um, and, uh, and then it's like, you know, I got into like the spirit science world of like their story of Lemuria. And, um, mm. but I never had like, you know, so now I live in Maui and um, I never had the, like I didn't come here to work with, do anything with like Lemuria was not a part of the picture. Anyways, long story short, there was lots of synchronicities that put Hawaii on my radar. Like I, I never would have considered it before because um, I really just didn't know very much about it. I was like, oh, that's like where people go for vacations or where people go for uh, uh, honeymoons or whatever. So I'm, I was kind of like, if I was going to do a tropical situation, I would go back to somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, I would think. But um, so, yeah, long story short, I ended up here <laughs> um, very much like, like propelled here, um, you know, kind of like that, like there was no other question about it. Like I, I had to come here um, and um, and the. And it wasn't it, I, when I say that there was no question about it, that 
that wasn't like I had, I was just a leaf in the stream. You know, it was like the energy was what pulled me here. Like when I say there was no question about me, me moving here, there was no question in, in the consciousness of the land of the Aina that was like pulling me to be here. And I was just like, it kind of in shock, you know, like, wow, okay, like this, I guess this is what is happening. Um, so anyways, um, <laughs> condensing a long story, um, you know, with Mercury on my ascent, I'm a storyteller. So <laughs> trying to get focused. Um, so I ended up, um, you know, moving to Maui and um, really being like, okay, like I'm, I'm here. Like, you know, like I, it was such a task, you know, I had a dog and a cat and I had a, a closed my acupuncture practice and sold all my things, transferred my business to an online business. Um, so many things, this whole revolution in my life to be able to be here. And so then I was like, okay, I'm here. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, and so at the time I was, uh, I was working with Kaya Ra. Uh, she wrote the Sophia code and, and, you know, she was like, you know, you're a water priestess. You need to start working with the waters. And she was also like, have you started working with a kahuna yet? Um, and I, you know, was like, no. And so she ended up connecting me with, um, a woman, uh, named Kahuna Kalei, um, who was on the big Island and, um, and she has since made her hala, her journey into the next realm. Um, so yeah, really bless her soul. I'm really grateful to have that time with her that I did. Um, and, uh, uh, but when we had our first session together, you know, she, she I, I kind of told her, I was like, you know, yeah, like I, you know, I had this whole guidance to be here and, and now I'm like, what, what do they want me to do? And, uh, she just looked me in the straight in the eyes and she was like, you're a Lemurian priestess and you, um, this is your first, you're about 30,000 years old. This is the first lifetime that you've been able to return to this land since before the flood. Um, and it, you're really here to, to reconnect with the memories that you left for yourself. Um, so, you know, so she was like, it's really important for you to walk barefoot on the land and to really just, just be, you know, she was like, there's really nothing for you to do. Um, it's really like most important right now is for you to just allow yourself to be here and to sit out under the stars and like, let them you, really, she was like, you know, like we always have this idea that we need to like, you know, communicate to the, like, we need something from the stars or like, we want to give them something. But she was just like, they just want to like celebrate you. And so it's like, you know, just let them, you know, wash your feet. So to say, you know, it's like, let them just shine their light down upon you and, and bless you. Um, so, um, so I was on my own remembering journey, you know, like, and it was like, oh, before I moved here, I went to the big Island and, um, and that was really like a spiritual mission. Um, it was 
like the guidance was like, you need to go and then everything aligned for it to happen in a really magical way. And so, um, so I had been on my own, uh, path of, of remembering for a while. Um, and not just with, you know, with like the energy of Hawaii. Um, it was really, you know, I feel like, like my whole life, you know, it's like had an autoimmune disease that they told me I would have for the rest of my life when I was uh, 22. I first got it when I was 15. Um, but um, I ended up healing myself when I was 22. And so I really knew I had this deep knowing that 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 things are not what they seem you know like the doctor said my life was going to be one way and i was like i don't think so and uh, and then it wasn't you know and so so i really had this knowing that things are not what they seem so much more is available for us and um and there's really like, you know, I mean, I was, I did a research paper. It was before we had the word epigenetics, but I did a research paper <laughs> on um, psycho. It was back in the day, it was called psycho neuroimmunology. Um, I did a wow. research paper on that in high school, you know? Um, so I really, I, I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, like, oh, you're a wild woman. And, you know, she's like running in the woods and, you know, all of this stuff and dancing <laughs> naked. And I'm like, my wild woman is a mad scientist. <laughs> you know? Like with crazy hair and like doing yes. all these experiments yeah. and testing things and, you know, and like genetic, <laughs> uh, genetic, um, yeah, genetic experiments. And, and, you know, it's like, um, I had several lifetimes in Atlantis and, you know, some of them were helpful and some of them were not. And, um, but, uh, so I, I've always, so I've always been fascinated with, with DNA and with what is, you know, this junk DNA. And, um, I was listening to a lot of, uh, not cry on I was getting mixed up cry on um who talks a lot you know I again you know synchronistically got recommended the book the 12 layers of DNA which totally changed my life um so all of these things it's so many things when you look back and you see the patterns so many things were weaving this tapestry of what would become my remembrance um and real passionate connection to the frequency of lemuria um and um you know really it was like my own personal journey for so long and and all kinds of things like you know i like you know worked with um adam apollo to remember like off-planet past life memories um and so uh, really been always in the space of experimenting of like, what, what can I access within my own cells? Um, and, uh, and then it was, you know, after I had been here for almost a, well, I guess I had probably about nine months. <laughs> 
Um, uh, I had this um, activation on the backside of Molokini, which is this sunken crater. It looks like a crescent moon just offshore of Maui and um, had this whole activation with my throat um, as a result of an experience that I had there. And um, so I started having these tones come through me and like I singing was like my greatest fear. (laughs) Um, You know, I was like, I was dancing. I was dancing since I was three years old, but like singing was absolutely terrifying, (laughs) but I loved it. I loved singing, but I didn't ever want to do it in front of anybody. Um, Like I remember telling my mom, like, I can't wait until I die so I can go to heaven and just sing all day. (laughs) Wow. You know what? This This is like, like I feel it so alive within because I literally went through an initiation last weekend with Nessie Gomez, which is like a medicine song artist. And she was hosting this vocal activation. And to me, it was also my greatest fear. And I'm also a scientist, a molecular biologist. So I feel like I, I didn't know so much about you and why I wanted to work. Like I, I didn't know so much with you. And now I feel like so many dots are connecting on, on that. So please continue. But I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah. Awesome. Wow. I love that. I love that. When you see all those, like, your neurons just start going. Ding, 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 ding. So good. Um, yeah. so, so I had these tones coming through with this, you know, in this particular way of, of singing. And I knew they were for something, but I didn't know what they were for. And so at the time, there were not a lot of sound healers on Maui. And um, and when I had been working with my previous teacher, Erica, um, so she was a sound healer and she was an astrologer. Um, and so, uh, so I was like, well, I would ask her, but she's not here. So um, there was this man, uh, Micaiah, who was doing sound healing here on the island, and I ended up coincidentally running into him and then being like, I don't know, I have these tones that are coming through. Maybe I can share them with you. And long story short, we ended up being collaborators um, and uh, doing ceremonies for sound healing together. And, um, and, and then it was like, so it was simultaneously through all of these things that were happening in my own life, my own activations, my own remembrance, because I feel like that the way of singing is a remembrance of a gift of how I sang in another lifetime or, you know, different dimensions. Um, and then I was having my Jupiter return and my astrologer was like, you know, you've had this vision of something where you're combining what feels like a lot of random things and uh, you need to, you need to actualize that basically. And uh, so I knew exactly what he was talking about. I wanted to have a retreat where, you know, we would work with the waters, sing to the waters. We would stargaze, we would study astrology, like all the things like work with crystals, gritting, like all the things that I love to do um, sound healing, everything. Um, I wanted everyone to come here and do it. (laughs) So, uh, 
I wasn't ready to host uh, an in-person retreat at that point, but I'd been doing a lot of things online. So I formulated it into an online experience. Um, and so that was the birth of Remembering Lemuria. And then as I was writing the curriculum, I was like, wow, this is a whole lot more than I can fit into like a three month container. So then it ended up growing into the whole school. Um, so yeah, so it's really kind of this like natural unfolding of my own journey of remembering. And then that has turned into something that can be supportive for other people to help them in their remembering. Wow. Thank you for taking us through the journey of your lifetime and the journey of how the dots are connecting. And to me, it's, it's always so magical because in the moment, you don't know why, why you're drawn to a certain location. For me, it was Australia. For so long, I was obsessed. I didn't even know, right? And there was these different locations or different spaces that have so many gifts when we tap into the, the grid, right? And when we unlock from within us and... I still resonate to what you're saying on this passion of like really discovering the workings of the universe and understanding why is it that you have certain tendencies and certain gifts and why is it in, in certain moments that they get unlocked and and then the bravery that comes with owning those gifts and owning that these are real experiences, right? And, and really you know, finding that courage within yourself to then say, okay, I'm, I'm going to share them with the world. I don't care what people think. This is such truth. This truth is so undeniable within my bones, within my being that I need to share it. Right. And then I feel like things start to build on each other. And, and then you created this beautiful remembering Lemuria journey and, and all the things that are evolving from that is, it's truly really remarkable and, and so fantastic. And to me, like, uh, you know, I, I am a scientist as well. I used to do um, molecular biology and I did my master's in oncology. And, and then I completely left science for to go on a spiritual journey through the wall. And I, I feel like I reconnected to all the different past lives that were meant to reconnect. And, and now what I'm seeing in this journey of entrepreneurship and, and the journey of building a new earth, it's as a meeting at our own frequency. And one of the things that we were talking in that, when I did again, the journey of remembering Lemuria, it was about the temples, the Lemurian temples becoming alive. And I feel, I feel like really drawn to take this conversation towards, towards that because I feel so many souls are awakening in this moment. We are in this great moment in time that we have been waiting for lifetimes to be in this lifetime where we're not going to be persecuted for, for all of these spiritual uh, gifts and these spiritual ways. And now we actually get to, to pave a new way and pave a new path. And I would love for you to share with us, where do you see this Lemurian frequency being born on planet Earth right now? And maybe talking a little bit about the temples back in the day, for anyone that is not familiar with what Lemuria felt like, and you know, maybe even sharing about 
the the journey of what happened in, in Lemuria through your perspective. I know this is a very personal, you know, view and an opinion, but through your perspective and through your lens, what were the gifts that were carried away in Lemuria and what did how do you see us nowadays as we broadcast this new frequency, which is the integration of all of these different lifetimes, how do you see Lemuria being a part in this co-creation of New Earth right now? invitation um and and this is it's so it's such it's so relevant for me because yeah i feel i feel like in this year in 2023 that the lemurian frequency has shifted and um it's really it's really emergent you know in our consciousness um and uh, um and it's it's really exciting. You know, it's like, I feel, I feel, I feel like it is, this, I feel like it is Saturn and Pisces, you know, where it's kind of like, you know, so for me, I feel, you know, Lemuria was such a, a water-based place in so many ways, you know, not just because it was an island, but, you know, also because like shape-shifting was a real thing, um, you know, it was like uh, so, so much uh, water experience, not yes. just, we say like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's it, 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 I mean, it is like, you know, I think, you know, like uh, there are people who are actually building like structures and things like that. Um, but really it's that it's, it's building out the the systems and the structures within our own consciousness to 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 allow the frequency of Lemuria to 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 expand. You know, it's it's of course very Lemurian in the fact that it's like kind of uh, undefinable. Um, so much of right, like building like I consider myself to be a temple keeper, um, not only of like my physical home, uh, my physical home to me is, is a temple. And, uh, and when I say, and, and it's also my body, right? So it's like my body is my temple, my home is my temple. Um, and, uh, and my, my service, right? It's like my devotion in the world. Like this is also part of, of my temple keeping. Um, and what I also really love about this is really like the, the discipline and the structure and the focus that, that being a temple keeper requires, you know, it's like, you know, like I live by myself and, you know, i could do whatever I want, but it's like, I, I, you know, I, I wake up early. Generally, I don't wake up with an alarm. Like I follow the, the seasons. So I'm waking up a little earlier and earlier right now. I'm waking up around six 30, sometimes six o'clock. Um, and, uh, and it's kind of like right now I'm like, kettle is on the kettle is on for tea at seven. Like, so we have to like, so I, and I have a whole routine, you know, it's like I, and, and I also say that it's like, you know, in my human design, um, the two arrows on the left side of my chart face left, 
So my body really likes my, my, I really like my environment to be quite structured and my body really appreciates a lot of structure. That's not the same for everybody. You know, if your arrows are facing right, then you like to have a lot, like, you know, you like to move around and travel a lot and you like to have different kind of, you never have a different same morning routine all the time, you know, so it's really knowing yourself is like, and how you function best and how you can support yourself in that way. But for myself, I really, I really thrive in a lot of structure. So, right, like, you know, I get on, you know, like I'll sweep the, sweep the front in front of the house and I go out and like talk to the flowers. But seven o'clock, the kettle is on. We're sitting down for tea ceremony. Um, I have about an hour of tea ceremony, which is meditation and then tea ceremony. And then, um, like, I mean, like, you know, like right now I'm reading, um, a book on the six precepts of the Bodhisattva, the heroic, um, efforts of the Bodhisattva. I'm not remembering the exact title at the moment, but, um, Reb Anderson, um, entering the mind of the Buddha is what it's called. Um, and so I read for a little while. Um, and then at eight, I'm done. And then I sit on my, on my other area and I do my Kundalini practice. It's not long, you know, just like 30 minutes. I have one Kriya that I'm doing now of, on day 36. Um, and, uh, and then after, like, you know, I'm on and like I have, so it really feels like there's, it's like there's attending to everything, you know, it's like, um, and so I'm like, you know, my whole house is gridded out. And um, so I feel like it's really like being a, being, keeping your, so for me, what being a, you know, Lemurian temple keeper in this modern age is about really like taking excellent care of my body, getting enough sleep, eating well, according to what is best for myself, not what anybody else tells me. Um, and, uh, you know, physically taking care of my, you know, exercise, like all of that, um, so that I can be this clear channel, you know, I can be this oracle. Um, and then it also involves like really tending to and keeping my space quite clean, so that, and I'm broadcasting all, all day, every day, you know, like um, I'm, I'm on Zoom or on some kind of like audio thing live with people anywhere from two to six hours, seven hours a day sometimes. Um, so, uh, mm. so yeah, so it's like my, my home really has to be pristine and my body really has to be you know, supported in a good way like that too. Um, so, so for, so I think it's like, it's, it's really about like, for, for me, it's like, again, it's like, you know, I wouldn't encourage anybody who had right facing arrows to do what I do, <laughs> but, um, it's really having the, having the structure in your life so that you can be a beacon um, in the, in the work that you're doing in the world and that your work can come through in a clean way and it can be received in a good way. Um, so, so yeah, so I think it's a lot about just that kind of like, you know, monastic sort of life in a joyful kind of way. Um, you know, but also involves, right. Like that involves the, that monastic life in my mind, you know, involves going out in nature and like 
creating like really ridiculous beauty. That's like part of my like, you know, like a temple life is going out in nature and having tea ceremonies and like scrubs and waterfalls. And it's like really, yeah, because beauty is so much a part of it, right? It's like really, like I have an intention to be like ridiculously in devotion to beauty, you know, where it's kind of like, what can I do in an Instagram post that is kind of like ridiculously beautiful? <laughs> so, so there's that regarding kind of like what I feel like temple life is in this day. And then in regards to like, you know, what, what temple life was for me, right. In Lemurian times, um, was really quite similar, you know, where, um, and there's a lot of lifetimes, right? You know, it's like I, I had many lifetimes in Lemuria. So there's many different blendings of experiences, you know, really like having that structure and that routine. And then also like, you know, going out and having certain times of the year where we're working with certain flowers and certain plants and going out into the fields and communicating, communing, meditating with them, making essences with them. Um, and, um, you know, like it's like in Lemuria, it was like talking to flowers. It was like, us talking here, you know, it was like very engaging. <laughs> um, and, uh, and at the same time, there was like, I, I really have this very clear memory of um, like constructing new temples, right? Like being part of the group of people who was working with sound and water to construct temples, right? So, attuning to the particular geometric configuration of what this temple was needing. And then all of us being in what we would call heart coherence to align our intentions, align our energies in the same way to build this temple. And then, you know, each one of us, like, you know, using our, our intention and our voice with the water to create crystalline structures that then, you know, move from like crystal in that way into more uh, like solid structures. Uh, so really like being on that, like temple, temple crew, you know, building, building temples in that way. Uh, but so much of it is just, just the simple part of it. You know, it's like when we had our remembering Lemuria retreat, excuse me, in 2019, um, I was up every morning and I swept the front of the temple. Like that is what I did um, because that felt like that's what I used to do. And uh, and then our sister Jo, mm -hmm. who came, um, she just came up one morning and we had this memory together in that moment of her coming in with a basket of flowers and me sweeping the temple uh, entryway and we would just both start crying you know because it's like it's so it's not really about like recreating some fantastical thing it's really like i feel like you know being a lemurian temple keeper is recreating the relationship 
that we had with nature, that we had with all facets of nature, with the stones, with the plants, the flowers, the waters, all of it, the way of relating that we had with each other. Um, and so it's it's really, so it's not so much about like foundations of your life so that you are living in the same way that you lived in Lemurian time in this world. Um, and people feel that, you know, what do you do what's going on? What, what's what's happening with you? <laughs> um, and then, cause you asked like three questions in one. <laughs> They're all so good. So good. I was like, okay. Um, so for what, you know, what was, so let me, before I ask, so when, will you ask me the question that you asked about my experience of Lemuria again, please? Yes. So uh, first I just want to say, wow, like uh, I'm loving your, your, yeah, like your description of really the temples is us just honoring that we are the divine so we are bringing back the divine into our lives in all aspects so i love that and this question really answers a lot on you know what is it like to bring the temples back to life right now and what i'm talking about in your own question of the temples back in the day is because i know that you know that there was different perceptions on Lemuria and Atlantis and I know that there's different stories and different lifetimes that everyone lived there and I was really curious to to actually know what was your experience with that because I know that there was a lot of like you know a connection with the stars and and star beings as well I know there is a connection with the waters and I know there is connection with the crystals and how to connect with the crystal consciousness also to anchor here with Gaia and to, to help us remember. So yeah, more the question was more what was your experience back in the day in the temples and what is your perspective? Because with the fall of Atlantis, we to to my perception, what happened is that there was we were in a high spiritual moment, high spiritual truth, and we started to unplug. And our ego started to take form and our heart coherence started to unplug. So we forgot how to utilize this spiritual truth and we entered into density, right? And I know that Lemuria was in that moment also a very key part in, in this, uh, you know, you know, transition and and how the the wisdom kept alive throughout the time so I, I wanted to know more of like yeah what is your perception on on that or what happened and and what do you see also the connection with the star beings in that moment if we were in in communion with them um yeah anything that feels relevant for you to to share in regards to to your perception of that mm, thank you thank you for that clarification um well, um, so, um, you know, in, in Lemurian times, it was, um, we were really, we were really working, you know, in collaboration with our star family, you know, in my experience, you know, like we said, like, you know, everybody has so many different experiences because it was a vast continent for a long time. Um, so 
so in my personal experiences and memories, um, the interactions with Star Family when I was in Lemuria were not as frequent as when I was in Atlantis. And, um, you know, it was kind of like we were really more, um, you know, Gaia was like such a cosmic place. <laughs> um, and uh, so there was, it was kind of like, you know, that, you know, we would have times like certain festivals or things where, um, you know, we would, I love the, um, there's this beautiful um, artwork by um, Kagaya, where he's uh, drawn this, this temple, circular temples, open air temple, and it has, you know, the ring around the top that's open to the sky. So like pillars with arched doorways and then a ring that's connecting all the pillars, but then it's open up to the sky. And then in the center below is a pool mm. of water. And so I think a lot of artists are guided to create things, whether they know that those are from Lemurian memories or not, um, that like the, their guides are like inspiring them. The muse is inspiring them to create these artwork that is because it's going to help other people to remember. Um, so, so I saw this painting and like immediately had this vision that uh, we would all stand. It was like particular times of the year that we would all come together and stand around this pool in this temple and sing and tone and hold particular geometric forms in our consciousness and project that into the water with our voices. And that was like sigils that were opening up a stargate that was up above and that opened up the sky. And so then we would have this time where it's kind of like a, a family reunion, um, you know, where our star family would come down and they would, uh, they would offer teachings and it was like a retreat kind of, you know, with like workshops and meals shared and like, you know, simple things. Um, and, um, I mean, like, and I would also say it's kind of like, you know, the, in, in Lemuria, like the, the beings that, you know, were inhabiting the flowers, like they had a frequency that like we might call star family, you know, it's like they had this very celestial, celestial energy to them. Um, so, and then conversely in Atlantis, the it feels like that the the star family were like really like integrated you know kind of like star wars where they're like you know like integrated fully into into the society um and so um so yeah and then were you asking about like the fall yeah if, if you want to if you want to go yeah. there and yeah. share your perception on that totally yeah i feel like it would be very nourishing because i feel like so many people here you know from here and there and and there is a lot of like misinformation as well and i would love yeah maybe for you to share your perspective on that that would be wonderful yeah um well so i know like again it's kind of like everybody has their own experience and like my experience is not meant to replace anybody else's experience or influence anybody else's experience um i think it's really important that we have our 
we can listen to other people, but then really have our own, our own experiences. Um, So for me, it really felt like Lemuria was kind of like this, like packing something away into storage, you know, like that was my experience with the fall where it was like, oh, we were like looking forward into human history at what what would be needed, what would be appropriate, what would be helpful that we could do. And we're we're going through time in the unfolding of the history of this planet. And then we come to a time where we can foresee that our frequency in its luminosity and high frequency is actually not going to be supportive for what humans need to go through. And so for me and in my experience of the completion of the Lemurian timeline in that sense, in that way, it was really kind of like intentional. Like we know that this is going to happen. And so we're packing up all of this stuff. And, um, you know, it was like, even when I was working with Kahuna Kalei, she was like, you encoded everything into a pohaku into a stone, like knowing that you would come back, you coded everything into a stone for yourself. Um, so, so that, that was my experience that it was like, we knew that, that, you know, it's kind of like your, your kids, like, you know, they, they need to go to college and they need to get wasted and like, they need to get arrested. Like, you know, that's just part of their journey. Like, okay. Um, and that they're going to write a book about it later, you know, who knows, but it was really kind of like, okay, we're, we're, we're preparing and we're packing up this timeline and we're completing. Um, so that felt like, okay, like we know that that's going to happen. Um, that was again, like my experience. I know every other people were not part of that experience. They have different experiences and that's really important that they have those experiences and they're honored. Um, and so then, um, and, and for me, I feel like Atlantis and Lemuria existed simultaneously for a time. So then it was kind of like, there were people who learned that, that, that Lemuria had completed itself and that it had, it had gone beneath the waters and they knew about that in Atlantis and they got scared and they were like, mm-hmm. oh God, like we don't want, they didn't know that that was intentional. And so then they were like, oh no, there was this catastrophe that happened and it's going to happen here. And so we have to try to prevent that. And so we're going to be really aggressive in our efforts to work with sound, to work with light, to work with frequency, to be able to control our destiny. Um, And so it was, it was that really kind of like fear and resistance that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you, 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 what is it like that you get what you expect or, you know, that it's like they, you know, they brought that on kind of faster and in a more intense kind of way in a more, uh, for power and control. And so then they were working with sound and they were trying to recreate, you know, the sound that, was the sound that moves across the waters and, you know, like sparked the whole of creation or however you want to say it, the big bang. Um, and a rip in the earth's etheric field. 
And so it was happened in Lemuria. So, but in, in my experience in that way too, in Atlantis, it was like, we, I did, we, I was part of a group that did know it was going to happen, but it was like really frantic at the last mm. minute. And it was like, grab all of the scrolls, get all of the texts, like as fast as you can. For sharing these, I feel like I've had the whole body reaction and, and sensations as you are sharing all of these and it just rings as such truth in my whole entire being. So thank you for sharing. And I know this is your perception, your experience for anyone that is listening and it doesn't resonate. That's totally fine. That's our own journey of remembrance, right? And and this is also important to say that if you feel drawn to the word Lemuria or Atlantis, there, there is a lot of these gifts that are being unlocked. To me, in my experience, these last few weeks, I started to have remembrances with people I met in those lifetimes and we are clearing like karmically the abandonment wound that happened in that moment and i feel like as you were saying that i had this remembrance that also the gifts of this lifetime are also being brought back and i love what you're sharing on you know we are here right now because we saved into pockets of time and space because if everything is happening if everything is happening simultaneously, we are all on the same on the same timeline. It's almost like we can travel through time and space and and we are relocating and now bringing it back here. So yeah, I just uh, just to wrap it up, I just want to say thank you so much for for bringing this wisdom. And if you have any final remarks on, you know, how can you unlock more of this if this uh, conversation draws your attention. How, what is it? I know that being is that that thing that as we be, we receive, right? But what else do you feel like it would be a good advice for someone that has this curiosity? And of course, you can also join Raquel's uh, courses, which are incredible. And I totally recommend you to do that because it really helped me and in the journey of remembrance. And and also any any tips for anyone listening and you know when it comes to past lives and when it comes to this journey of remembrance and um, bringing those gifts back online in this life how can we find those pockets of of wisdom so that we can integrate them and, and share them mm, mm, such a beautiful question thank you so much um yeah so i think first of all it's like really like allowing right it's like really like being okay like knowing that this is possible for you and um and really being in that state of um of being open for the guidance that comes to you you know it's like you know you know it's like in remembering lemuria we talk about that it's um you know not everyone has past life memories that are visual um, you know, some people have more of just a kind of a sense of knowing, like, and this is the same with the Claire's, right? So you have, you know, Claire, you can be um, clairaudient, you can be clairsentient, you can be clairvoyant. Um, so, so remembering works in the same way where sometimes you just feel like, oh, I feel like I should research this, or I feel like I should um, start studying this, or I should take a trip to here. Um, and, and then sometimes it, you know, you have just 
you know, it can be so simple as just like, you know, getting a Lemurian seed crystal and putting it under your pillow and just being like, I'm open, like whatever you have to tell me. Yeah, there you go. Totally, totally. I, I would definitely recommend the, the book that we mentioned that was uh, uh, Cryon, The 12 Layers of DNA, um, because he really talks about, you know, really like grounding it into kind of a more... Um, I don't know, like logical or linear or like scientific kind of way. Like it's, it's, it's def, it's not, it's like, it, you know, a scientist would say it's pseudoscience, but, mm -hmm. um, but we are uh, scientists. It's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, so it's, it's just, it's framed in a way where it's a good bridge um where it's you know it's it's and it explains a lot of different things and specifically around you know cryon talks about how you can mine your akash um because you know your akashic records are in your junk dna yes. um and so uh, so there, so it really is kind of like you can you can go in and you can access your dna and i think that it's really like also recognizing the importance of having dialogue with your DNA, right? With your cells, mm -hmm. um, you know, even something to say, like as something as simple as saying like, you know, in the beginning of the morning to say like, you know, um, I, you know, you can say your name, like I, and you say your name, you know, uh, give my cells permission. Today I give my cells permission to release any and all memories or past life information or visions that would be most helpful for me in my path of service today. Um, and just to, you know, to, 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 to set that intention in the beginning of your day. Um, so, so I would recommend communicating to yourselves, just being open to the fact that like you're available and seeing what comes and not having it to have it fit into any kind of particular box. And then I would recommend the 12 layers of DNA by, by Cryon. And then I would also, I mean, a silver wheel, right. By, uh, Ellen, El Elena, Elvin, um, Ellen, Elena, she's, she's changed her name. I think it's Ellen, Elena. And, uh, but that is, I mean, I call that the Lemurian Bible. Like, that is such a powerful, beautiful book. I love it so much. So Silver Wheel, 12 Layers of DNA. And then, of course, if you would like to take a deeper step um, into remembering Lemuria, right, to be held within, because it's, there's, there's, it's, it's one thing to do this kind of work on your own. And it's an entirely, entirely different experience to do this work in community. Um, you know, cause it's like, I mean, like, you know, you've done remembering Lemuria a couple of times now, and, um, it's really about like the constellation of people who come together and you know we have our integration calls uh every other week and it's really the stories that people share about what their experience is and so you're sitting in this space that's like totally held everybody's on the same page you don't feel weird or woo woo or anything like that everybody's super far out there and so it's this real safe space where you can share you can you know i encourage people to dress up when they come to the calls like it's like you be your lemurian self whatever that is for you um 
And then you're sitting there listening and you're like, whoa, like that's happening for her or like that's happening for them. Like, oh my goodness. I, I like, I didn't, I didn't know that that was possible. And then you're just like, well, if that can happen for them, like what could happen for me? And so you're just really held in this very intentional, very strong, very safe, very loving container of possibility for 13 weeks. And it's, yeah, miracles. Like I, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. It, it's one thing to do it alone. The other thing is when we remember together. And I love that you're finishing on this note. And I hope that, you know, if you're feeling the resonance with these teachings, go do the Remembering Lemuria course. I know that Raquel has also many different courses on astrology, sound healing, and uh, they, I'm going to put your website uh, underneath. But if you like to say it out loud so people listening can can know what the website is and I'm going to ask you the last question which I ask everyone which is what does cosmic wombs mean to you oh awesome I love it thank you <laughs> um so so yeah so you can find my work on my website it's rakael.com and so it's r-a-k-a-i-e-l.com um I think if you just search remembering Lemuria or even like Lemuria, it comes up in the search. So, um, oh no, it doesn't, it doesn't come up when you search Lemuria because then, then you get into some like weird stuff about like the Theosophical Society and lemurs and like all of that. So, um, that's a different time, a different, different conversation for a different time. But, um, so what does cosmic wombs mean to me? Um, I mean, really it's like, what it reminds me of first, what pops into my head is actually uh, from Kaya Ra, you know, because she talks about like the Sophia dragon, um, the Sophia dragons being like the mother of all creation and, you know, like the womb of no thing. And so it's really, I love that. I love that idea so much, right? That it's like the all of creation is birthed from the womb of a dragon. Like, yes. <laughs> And so, you know, and I know so many of us like resonate, myself included, like resonate with dragon energy, um, even for all the shaming that they tried to do or the Draco, like all of that. It's like the dragons are like, you can, I don't know if you can hear the birds, they're like. Um, so really like cosmic wombs feels like, feels like everything, you know, feels like, you know, we are birthed from it. And really like that is the galactic center, right? The cosmic womb of our Milky Way galaxy is this super massive black hole. Um, you know, it consumes light, it emits radio frequencies, gamma rays, uh, x-rays, all of these different, it emits all of these sounds, it's consuming light, but emitting sound. And then they also just discovered last year, that black holes are birthing stars. So yeah, mm. so really like cosmic womb is like, as above, so below as within, so without. And so the cosmic womb is you know, the center of our Milky Way galaxy and all galaxies, and they're all held together by black holes. Um, and 
in our own space, right? You know, it's like, um, you know, having this creative center, you know, being a gendered female and having a womb in your body, it's like that is also, you know, the supermassive black hole of your own galaxy, of your own galactic body. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Mm, I love it. I love it. Such an amazing way to describe it. Thank you for blessing us with your presence, for gifting us your insights and sharing your journey with us. It's been such an honor for me to to get to interview you and to share your medicine with the world. Please go check her out. She's so incredible, so amazing. And I hope that this conversation was activating and it inspires you to, to bring back the temples online in the little things in life. Because truly, if anything I extract from this conversation, it's like, yeah, the fantasy and the past lives are amazing, but how can we bring it in this life? How can we make it practical? How can we live a life that we feel like the temple keeper ourselves? So thank you so much, Rakayel, for today. Uh, it's been so amazing. And yeah, you're so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a beautiful conversation. How beautiful that Raquel blessed us with her presence, her frequency and her wisdom of her life of really remembering and understanding the life as this temple keeper. And what does it mean, right? To bring this frequency back online. It is to become the temple keeper of your life by bringing ceremony, bringing a new way of being into our day-to-day -day life and I hope that you got to enjoy her. I really loved when I did her course Remembering Lemuria and it really helped me awaken and, and receive so many insights on past lives and, and really to open myself up to, to receive this frequency of working with flower essences, working with waters, with the water and really understand water is this consciousness and how we can actually, with the power of our intent, modify and awaken the frequency and the memories that exist and have existed in this planet for so long. So I hope that this was activating. I'm going to drop her details below. Please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. I know it takes two minutes and it makes such a difference for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are enjoying the guests that I'm bringing, I hope that, uh, yeah, leave us a review. And also there is so much magic as well. You know, Raquel is launching her, her Lemurian courses. You can also find, if you want to do this work with me of remembering, I invite you to join the Temple Mastermind because this is us, our own frequency and really bringing that for our business. This is the work I'm here to, to do with you, which is to help you access those memories from within yourself, connecting you to your higher self for your business and how to bring ceremony and your connection to your woman pleasure for your business. So I'm so excited. I send you so, so much love and I hope that you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next podcast episode and go discover if you are a Lemurian, you know, seed, if you have this connection to Lemuria, go, go on this exploratory journey and see what does it have in store for you. Sending you so much love. <laughs>